Let the podcast running now. Hey, it's Americana, the American way. I am Big John. Uh, tonight was one of the big four original pay-per-views, Royal Rumble. And what, I, I guess now they're calling them pre- premium live events because it's all on the... Uh, the um, Peacock streaming app, which didn't have too many uh, technical issues for a change. Uh, So that was good. (laughs) And um, overall, it was just a really good wrestling uh, event. So if you watched the whole thing, it started at 7 o'clock with the pre-show or the kickoff show, which usually they throw a match in on that show. This time they did not, which is good because every match uh, deserved the respect of being on the main card. Um, maybe in past years they would have thrown the women's rumble in there. I don't think they ever have, though, in the five, what, four or five years they've been doing women's Royal Rumbles. Very first match was the only match I would say I didn't like the whole match. Uh, but it was overall a good match. Still, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. And what happened here was Okay. There's a lot of this and that in in this pay-per-view, okay? But I don't think this was the end of this feud by any stretch. But let's start at the beginning. So Roman comes out first, which I think is unusual. I don't like it when the champion comes out first. Traditionally, the champion comes out second and the challenger is waiting in the ring. That's kind of the way it's done in most sports, all sports. Um, but Seth Rollins uh, came to the ring through the crowd the way the Shield used to and he was dressed in Shield gear came out to Shield music kind of get inside Roman Reigns head and they played it up that way I thought that was really good Something different, you know, something that you know adds to the story of the match itself and the build-up to the match. A lot of people thought that, you know, the re-falling out and history of, you know, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins should have been saved for, like, a WrestleMania down the road. But it's okay to tell that story 
uh, in a build-up to Royal Rumble, because Royal Rumble is a big pay-per-view, and it's also the start to what's known as WrestleMania season. Like, all of the uh, WWE house shows from now until WrestleMania will be... um, probably Raw and SmackDown wrestlers, and they'll be uh, called the Road to WrestleMania Tour. But anyhow, this match specifically, 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 uh, Seth Rollins got out to uh, early control. They started out fast. Uh, Rollins put Roman Reigns through a table. Uh, the announce table, to be specific. Uh, didn't get disqualified for that for some reason, but some people say according to the rules, if it's done on the outside of the ring, it's not a disqualification. But this was not a DQ mat, uh, no DQ match. So, anyhow, uh, Reigns started his comeback with a clothesline. Then he, ra- he ragdolled Seth Rollins for... A little while with a bunch of power moves. Uh, Seth Rollins reversed a spear into the pedigree. Uh, Then Roman got the advantage again. And Seth just kept laughing at him. Holding his fist out. Come on, do do the old shield fist bump. (laughs) Kind of, they say Seth Rollins was kind of playing like the Joker character. And then... Roman gets Seth Rollins in the guillotine chokehold. And Seth Rollins gets his hand on the bottom rope. Roman Reigns doesn't let go. Uh, Referee Charles Robinson, you know, is yelling at uh, Roman, break the hold. He, He counts one. Roman, break. And then he counts two, three, four, five, and rings the bell. Disqualification. Roman Reigns refused to uh, uh, to uh, let go on a rope break. And the ref counted to five. DQ. Seth Rollins technically wins, but Roman Reigns keeps the belt. I thought it was a bullshit finish. Um... You know, they could have had a clean win one way or another, give Seth the belt for a week or two, you know, go to the Saudi Arabia uh, Hell in a Cell show and have him lose it there, whatever. Or they could have just, you know, let Roman win clean uh, somehow. But Roman got good heel heat after the match because of this. So they're re-establishing Roman Reigns as the heel of the company. And even during the match, uh, there was a lot there were a lot of boos for Roman Reigns. So Roman's still the top guy in the company, still the top heel. Um, overall, I mean it was a good match. They told a good story throughout the match. Uh, Seth Rollins, you know, played that mind game well. Um, I would give it 
you know, three and a half or four stars, if that's what we do now in wrestling. Uh, the women's rumble, this it's between this match and the Beth Phoenix versus Beth Phoenix and Edge versus the Miz and Maurice for the best match of the night. Uh, the women's match started out with Sasha Banks and Melina. So Melina was a surprise entry. There had been rumor throughout the week she was going to rejoin, at least for the night. Uh, she came out to the red carpet. She did her split on the ring apron that she was known for uh, and was quickly eliminated by Sasha Banks under a minute. Uh one difference in the men's and the women's, the women come out in one-minute intervals and the men come out in 90-second intervals. It used to be the men came out every two minutes, and then depending on how much time they had left in the show, sometimes they'd have to cut it down. I know one year it got cut all the way down to 30 seconds. Halfway through the rumble, they were like, get out there, get out there, get out there. Uh, and it let, that was like in the 90s or something. Uh, before you could just stream on whatever service for four hours or however long you needed. Uh, anyhow, number 30 in the Women's Royal, Royal Rumble was Shayna Baszler. I like that entry. Uh, I think Shayna deserves a, a big spot in the WWE. Uh, the surprise entries in the Royal Rumble are always the, the fun of it, the best parts of it. Uh, of course, you had Melina being a surprise. Uh, there were rumors about some of these people throughout the week, but you know nothing's for sure. They gave away some surprise entries a couple weeks ago. Um, but anyhow, these were the surprises tonight. Uh, Melina Cameron from the Funkadactyls, who used to be uh, Naomi's tag team partner. More on that later. Uh, Ivory came out in her right to censor gimmick and was <laughs> chastising the women for the way they were dressed. And she was quickly beat up by Rhea Ripley, still talking on the mic the whole time Rhea was throwing her out of the ring. <laughs> but that was pretty cool. You know, I, I've watched Ivory wrestle in the original Glow series where she was Tina Ferrari. And then uh, a few years after GLOW came to an end, she came to WWF uh, in a, a variety of roles. But when uh, WWF started to get censored and became controversial, um, herself, Stephen Richards, and the uh, rehabilitated Godfather character became uh, right to censor and they you know, would, they wanted to censor the women and censor the swearing. Uh, it was just good to see Ivory there for the whole, you know, 30 seconds she was in the match. Alicia Fox came out. Uh, she was released a year or two ago. She had an alcohol addiction, which somehow got Arn Anderson fired. And then later, Alicia Fox... Uh, Arn was the agent for the, the road agent and she was intoxicated I guess at a house show match uh, and Arn let her go ahead and wrestle and when it got back to corporate they 
fired Arn Anderson for this. Pretty stupid, but whatever. Fire, fire the person that was drunk, not the road agent. Uh, well, she did get fired, but anyways. Uh, Sarah Logan came back, one of the original members of The Shield, but she came out this time in her uh, Viking-esque garb, attire, whatever you call it. She was pasty, pale, white-looking. You can tell she lives in Ohio on a farm and doesn't see much sun. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, she's had a baby like about a year ago or so. And, uh, she, she came out and wrestled a few minutes and got eliminated. Then you had one of everybody's favorite people, Mighty Molly Holly, come out to the ring, uh, in wearing a cape, doing her superhero gimmick. Uh, everybody used to love. And then uh, I think it was somewhere between 25 and no, number 30, you had Ronda Rousey come out. Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Also fresh off of having a child. Uh, she was wearing a head-to-toe black bodysuit with uh, just had, I think it just said Rowdy across the chest. Uh, she had a chest for a change, which is, <laughs> anyhow... <laughs> Obviously, because she's recently been with child. Um, so, the match at, uh, at number 11, Sonya Deville came out. Uh, she declared herself a participant, and she went straight to the announce table and sat down. Then, when Cameron came out... Uh, the other announcers said, oh, you know, Cameron, that's Naomi's former tag team partner. And Sonya was like, what, wait, she's a, she's a friend of Naomi? And, uh, of course, Naomi and Sonya have a rivalry. Uh, so then, you know, um, Sonya jumps in the ring so she can, you know, beat up on Cameron and eliminate her. And then... The next person out right after uh, Cameron was Naomi, of course. And she checked on Cameron. Hey, are you okay, my friend? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, then she, she got in the ring and eliminated Sonya Deville. <laughs> so, that, so much for that. Uh, Rhea Ripley came into the ring, uh, eliminated Carmella and Zelina Vega, the women's tag team champions, simultaneously. Uh, she cleaned house, knocked everybody on their ass, really showed what a badass she is. Uh, and this is how, how Rhea Ripley should be booked all the time, but they don't. Uh, at one point, oh, then it went on the... Nikki Almost Superhero, or Nikki, can't remember her normal gimmick name now. Well, anyways, when Nikki A.S.H. came out, uh, Rhea was watching for her to come down the aisle, and Nikki A.S.H. jumps Rhea from behind uh, in her superhero gimmick, uh, beats Rhea down, you know, and then they have a, a fight, and... Uh, they both end up getting eliminated, not by one another. Uh, something happened 
to Natalia. I, I don't quite understand what, but she went down and was laying on the ring apron for quite a while and holding her forehead. And even after, I thought she was busted open. Uh, and uh, like Brie Bella went over to check on her. Like first, you know, did a couple fake punches and then just leaned over her like as if she was asking, are you okay? And then uh, there was a referee checking on uh, Natalia before that. I'm like, why Why is she laying on the ring apron if she's injured or something's going on here? Because it didn't make sense why she's laying on the ring apron. So something must have happened. And even after she got back up, because there was a spot coming up that she had to be involved in, uh, she kept checking her forehead and looking at her hand like she was looking for blood. So something happened. Uh I didn't catch it, but I'm sure it'll be in the news, uh, wrestling news that is, not news news. Uh, so then eventually out comes Summer Ray, And I think Natalie, if she did have a, have a legit injury, she was waiting for this spot to come where I, I swear I saw Red Summer's lips and Summer said F you because Natty was standing at the ropes waiting for Summer to come in. And Summer made it into the ring and had quite a few good wrestling moves. Uh, you know, hit a few uh, spots on Natty and then was eliminated pretty quickly by Natalia and Charlotte Flair. And then, you know, you read Natalie's lips. She says, bye-bye, bitch. Uh, and then... Rick Charlotte Flair was saying something too, which Charlotte has heat with everyone. Um, ultimately, it came down to Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Ronda uh, eliminated Charlotte, so that closes the chapter on that one-third of the WrestleMania main event from a couple years ago. So they stupidly announce Ronda Rousey will be on Monday Night Raw, which I understand they've got to announce it to get people to watch Raw, but that makes it obvious who she's going to challenge for the world championship at WrestleMania. Um <clears throat> Just her going to Raw, where Becky Lynch is the world champion, makes it obvious enough. And the fact that she's gotten her revenge on Charlotte by eliminating Charlotte from the Royal Rumble tells you that Ronda is going to challenge Becky Lynch. So... That was a, it was a great match. A lot of well, a lot of surprise entries. Um, this is a a Royal Rumble that 
couldn't would not have could not have taken place 10 years ago certainly not 20 years ago uh shows how far women's wrestling has come uh as a sport in sports entertainment um and I'm glad it's taken more seriously on the sports side of wrestling. Um, another thing here, uh, it wasn't really a surprise because it was announced a couple weeks ago, but Mickey James, a former WWE Women's Champion six times, uh, came out to the Royal Rumble with the Impact Women's World Championship. And it's the first time that a wrestler from another federation, a world champion, has competed in a WWE or WWF ring. So that added to the allure and the mystique of women's wrestling in the 2022. Uh, and Mickey James, I mean... She wrestled forever on uh, the small independent high school gymnasium circuit. Um, paid her dues. Got got breast implants. Unless, I mean, she just, well, she got, she got implants. Um, I remember seeing her wrestle when she didn't have them, is all I'm saying. But, uh... At one point in WWE, they would literally tell you, hey, you need to get implants to look better on television, which I feel is kind of ignorant, but it was what it was, and that's just how far women's wrestling has come. The women now, it's not mandatory or suggested. If they want to have some kind of plastic surgery, they'd get it. If not, they don't. Uh... Anyhow, we won't dwell on that. Uh, the next match was Dewdrop versus Becky Lynch. Uh, it was slow, but it was a good match. Becky was going to win this, but they just I think they just wanted to have the Raw women's title defended on pay-per-view. Uh, Dewdrop paid a lot of dues coming into the WWE the way she did. Uh as sidekick to Eva Marie. Uh, so she got the payoff of getting to be on Royal Rumble and being a featured match, not just thrown into the Rumble. Uh, Becky won with the manhandle slam off the middle rope. The end. Uh, I mean, it was a five or ten minute match. And it was a good wrestling match. I'm not taking anything away from it. It just... But it was just really basic. Um, then you had Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, I thought this was going to be a slow, short match with a lot of uh, high-impact moves. Uh, it actually was pretty fast-paced. They locked up twice without without doing anything. They just locked up in the center of the ring. And it was like a, a real wrestling match. These two... Big, Herculean, He-Man physical specimens locking up in the ring like two bulls locking horns. And 
neither guy gained or gave an inch for the first two lockups. Then they exchanged German suplexes for a while. They exchanged power moves, strength versus strength, throwing each other across the ring. Uh, and these are the only two guys that are big enough to throw a man of 265 pounds, I think is what Bobby Lashley weighed. You know, Brock Lesnar is the only person uh, in the company that can throw a guy of that size across the ring. And vice versa, Bobby Lashley is the only guy who can take a 286-pounder like Brock Lesnar and throw him across the ring uh, and make it look easy. And it's not easy, okay? Even if the other guy is, you know, participating in the, the move, you know, not sandbagging but going along with it, it's still not an easy feat. And so... They exchange moves. Lashley gets Lesnar into the hurt lock. Looks like Lesnar's going to go out. Uh, Lesnar pushes Bobby backwards into the ring corner to break the hurt lock. Oh no, who's in between them and the ring, the padded turnbuckle, but the referee. So the referee is now staggered. Bobby Lashley goes for a second hurt lock. Brock Lesnar catches him, picks him up for the F5, swings him around, and whose head is in the way of Bobby Lashley's feet? The referee. So now the referee's taken two bumps. He's out of the ring, out of the match. Brock Lesnar pins Bobby Lashley. The fans count, you know, one, two, three, four, five, and they, you know, fade out. Um, and Brock gets up, he's looking around like, what's, what the hell's going on here, right? Well, out of nowhere comes Roman Reigns. He spears Brock Lesnar. Brock is selling the spear. Reigns looks down at Paul Heyman. Paul looks up at Reigns in fear. Hands reigns Brock Lesnar's world title belt. Of course, what happens? Roman Reigns hits Brock Lesnar with the title belt. Roman starts to walk out of the ring. Paul Heyman comes around the ring. Big smirk on his face, his nose held high in the air, both his chins in the air. Uh, and he follows Roman Reigns out of the ringside area as another referee sprints by them as if he didn't see any of this unfold uh, right uh bobby lashley has one arm over brock lesnar lashley gets the win he's the new monday night raw world champion good match i knew that this was going to happen somehow lashley was going to win I didn't know it was going to be like this. I would rather Bobby Lashley go over clean, but to keep Brock Lesnar's character strong so that he can fight Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, you had to have some shenanigans to get the belt off of him. Uh, next was 
Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix always been one of my favorite women wrestlers. Uh, built like a brick shit house, strong woman, big arms, still feminine, very beautiful. Um, Maurice was one of my favorite women wrestlers uh, when she wrestled full time. I really thought Beth and Maurice would have some ring rust, but they've obviously been. Um, the hell was that? Uh, practicing with their husbands. Um, duh, that just hit me. <laughs> Both their husbands are full time wrestlers, so they've probably gotten some practice in. Uh, the match starts off with uh, Beth Phoenix. Well, first of all, before the match started, I said this was match of the night candidate. And it still is between this and the women's rumble for the best matches of the night. Starts out with Beth Phoenix chasing Maurice around the ring. Uh, then the match gets going. Maurice does a lot of outside interference smacking edge tripping edge while the ref's not looking stuff like that um at one point you know beth is beating up on the miz maurice comes up and taps her on the back with a loaded purse the loaded gucci bag for those of you that remember mid-south wrestling and missy hyatt the loaded gucci bag but the way Maurice hit her was like she pushed her with the purse, and it was a light push. Beth sold it like she was going to die. Beth sold it great. But um, anyways, uh, Maurice at that point then starts cleaning house. She gets up on the top rope, hits Edge with a Hurricane Rana. Uh, it, Maurice looked absolutely surprised that she pulled the move off. <laughs> which was good storytelling because, you know, Maurice is supposed to be this prissy feminine, you know, person that, you know, you kind of are supposed to have forgotten how good of a wrestler she was. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and then she hits Beth with a DDT. Uh, Beth got a good power bomb in on Edge. Uh, I think it was before the, the hit with the purse. Uh, and I think she, I think it looked like Beth was selling, uh, like she strained her back, power bombing Edge or power bombing the Miz, pardon me. But still, um, anyways, after the DDT and Hurricane Rana from uh, Maurice to Edge and Beth, um, Edge and Beth Phoenix make their comeback. Uh, they win with a double Glamazon slam. Uh, so Beth slammed Maurice, Edge slammed Miz, and <clears throat> uh, down or Edge got the pin over Miz. Edge and Beth Phoenix went. Good match. Good storytelling. Good heel work by Miz and Maurice. Uh, good, you know, chemistry by both teams. Obviously, their husband and wife, uh, husbands and wives, however you want to say it. Um, 
so they would have chemistry with each other of course um but yeah i i'd give it a five star it don't take much to impress me i'm not a nitpicker you know same thing with lashley and lesnar uh i'd say it was a five star match and the storytelling was good it leads to leads us to other matches now we don't know where bobby lashley's next challenger is going to come from but still we will have in a minute we'll have a clear-cut vision for where roman reigns and brock lesnar are going to end up so it comes to the men's royal rumble it starts out with shinsuke nakamura well it starts out aj styles and shinsuke aj one shinsuke number two in the ring uh not a lot of surprise entrance in this, which always kind of disappoints me, but there were so many in the women's match. Uh, you know, you didn't really need a lot for the men's. Plus, going into the Royal Rumble, the men's Royal Rumble was kind of light on SmackDown wrestlers. So, not a lot of surprises. If you want to count anything as a surprise, Drew McIntyre came out, uh, and WWE has been selling it as though he's going to be out for a year with a neck injury. Uh, evidently, that's not the case. Uh, so we had Drew McIntyre as a surprise entry. Then you had Bad Bunny. I didn't get that. Uh, he actually came in and did some good work, eliminated some guys. I was kind of disappointed in that. Um, and then another surprise entrant, we had Shane McMahon. I guess they needed to do something with Shane to show people he's still part of the company. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you had Bad Bunny, Drew McIntyre, Shane. Everyone else was just people from the main roster. Um, I thought, you know, Walt, well, Gunther, Walter would come out. Um, there was a rumor that Braun Breaker or Rex Steiner, as he is sometimes known, would come out uh, just to be in the Rumble and, hey, look at what we've got coming up through NXT. But they didn't do that. They'd rather put Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon in there. I don't know why. Um, that served no purpose. So I guess I am complaining a little bit. It was nice to see Drew McIntyre uh, evidently is not going to be out for a year. Uh, then the number 30 entrant was Brock Lesnar, which kind of gives away the ending. <laughs> Um, this is what I thought was going to happen. I thought he would lose to Lashley early in the night. And I thought he would attack somebody on their way to the ring. And then, you know, be declared part of the Rumble that way. Instead, he just came out as the number 30 entrant, which is good. That's fine. Not everything has to be, you know, a, a Pearl Harbor, you know, attack from behind. Uh, the final two were Drew and Brock. They squared off in a pretty good match in and of itself. Uh, of course, you know, Drew 
couple years ago, eliminated Brock Lesnar from the Royal Rumble. And that's how Drew got his WrestleMania championship shot. So this time around, Brock Lesnar eliminates Drew McIntyre. So uh, Brock was able to avenge his Royal Rumble loss to Drew McIntyre. And then uh, now I'm sure Brock will move on to fighting Roman Reigns. And I think Brock Lesnar is better off without Paul Heyman. Brock has good enough mic skills to get over on his own. He doesn't need a mouthpiece at this point of his career. Uh, At the beginning, he definitely needed Paul Heyman. The famous or infamous story is that you know they wanted Brock Lesnar to come out as some kind of Russian heel in his early days. I mean, like when he first came from OVW to Monday Night Raw. Uh, I think Raw and SmackDown were all one brand um, back then, and they wanted to make. Brock Lesnar, some tacky Russian heel like it's the 1980s. And Paul Heyman said, no, 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 Brock, don't do that. Don't do that. And then he talked uh, Vince and whoever else into letting him be Brock Lesnar's advocate. And Brock's first run in WWE, he, he and Paul were phenomenal together. Great chemistry. You know, Paul taught him the business of the business. And they're still good friends to this day outside the ring, outside of wrestling. Um, So we'll no doubt get Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Uh, Paul Heyman will be in Roman's corner, no doubt. Um, it, It will be very interesting to see how that shakes out. You know, do they keep Roman Reigns on top or do they let him lose to Brock Lesnar and draw out a feud maybe till SummerSlam? Uh, Who knows? Also coming up in uh, three weeks from today, uh, another Saturday event in Saudi, this time in Saudi Arabia, Hell in a Cell or as it's called in Saudi Arabia, a normal day. Um, Yeah, a a wrestling match inside a glorified torture chamber in a country that has the history that Saudi Arabia has. But anyhow, Hell in a Cell is not going to be its own pay-per-view. It's going to be a premium live event from the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Uh, look, if the WWE is spreading peace, and uh, I don't know if there will be a women's hell in a cell, or, or what's going to go on, because we still have to have a WrestleMania opponent for Charlotte. Uh, we have to find a WrestleMania opponent for Bobby Lashley. So, 
that's what hell in a cell from Saudi Arabia will decide. Uh, I'm glad they're doing it in January, where it'll only be probably in the 80s in Saudi Arabia, instead of one time they were wrestling in 100 degree weather in Saudi Arabia. Um, but anyhow, uh, it'll be on sometime during the afternoon here in the United States. Um, three Saturdays from today. Would that be the Saturday before the Super Bowl? Or the Saturday after? Well, anyhow. Uh, also, uh, something that hit my mind during uh, the Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth Phoenix match. This could have been dubbed Mom's Night Out or something like that. This is another thing that would not have happened in WWE 20 years ago. Ten of the women that wrestled tonight, some of which are full-time active wrestlers, are mothers. Um, so let's, let's count. We had Melina is a mom. Brie Bella is a mother of two. Nikki Bella is a mom. Beth Phoenix is a mother of two. Maurice is a mother of two. Ronda Rousey recently became a mother. Becky Lynch became a mother last spring. Uh, Mickey James is a mom of at least one, maybe two children. Michelle McCool has a child with The Undertaker. And Sarah Logan had a baby about a year ago. So you had ten women on tonight's card, all legitimate wrestlers that are also mothers. Some of them, Mickey James is a full-time wrestler uh, in Impact Wrestling. Uh, Becky Lynch is a full-time wrestler in WWE. Ronda is going to wrestle full-time from now till at least WrestleMania, I would imagine. Uh, Beth came back as a part-time, but we don't know if this is a one-off or the beginning of something bigger. Uh, Brie and Nikki, this was a one-off. Melina has been wrestling uh, in NWA, Impact, TNA, and Indies. Uh, she only took time off to have a baby and recuperate, and then she went right back into wrestling full-time on the Indies. And those other federations I just named. So you had 10 women that are moms. And they were all in good shape. They have, you know, none of them were out of shape. Uh, the only one that eh, maybe been a little, I would say she was out of shape because she hunts and hikes and farms every day. But Sarah Rowe was like, you know how Paige used to be really pale white? Sarah Rowe, or Sarah Logan, as she's known in wrestling, Sarah Rowe is her real name. Uh, she was like paler than Paige. But she lives in Ohio and farms. We haven't seen the sun in Ohio for a couple months. Uh, but, I mean, she still worked well. She wrestled well. Uh, and she's still a great power lifter. She's back in the gym power lifting and living off the land, farming. Um, but man, kudos to those women. Look how far women's wrestling has come when I was a kid, the women were like the midgets. 
they rolled them out every couple months as an attraction. Then in the late 90s, you had women more and more on television, but 80% of the time it was for a cat fight, pillow fight, um, a bikini contest, something like that. And you had women like Luna Vachon, Ivory, uh, Medusa, or Alundra Blaze, uh, whatever you want to call her by. Uh, that could wrestle, but then you also had the majority of people that Vince Russo and Johnny Ace were bringing in were fashion models that they were trying to train to kind of wrestle and kind of pull hair and fight like a diva, they called it. And even when this new crop of wrestlers came to um, Florida Championship Wrestling, which became NXT, um, they had a very accomplished woman wrestler. I can't remember her name now. But she was teaching the girls to wrestle, like guys, to wrestle. Uh, and some of the girls had independent scene uh, experience and knew how to wrestle, not fight like a diva. And the managers would say, no, 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 don't teach them to wrestle. Teach them how to wrestle like a diva. Teach them to pull hair. Teach them the, the, the. And so when the managers weren't watching, uh, this, oh, I wish I could remember her name. Uh, anyhow, she would teach the girls, okay, this is a headlock. This is how you call a spot in the ring. Uh, and then those were the girls that became the women's revolution. Uh, you know, and of course, you know, Paige, women's revolution, she was wrestling before she was born. Her mother didn't know she was pregnant and wrestled a match while she was pregnant with Paige. Uh, you know, Charlotte Flair, of course, being from Ric Flair, but coming up through the WWE developmental system. Uh, and uh, who's the other one? Uh, Sasha Banks, you know, wrestled on the indies and learned to wrestle the right way. Um, Becky Lynch, the same thing, wrestled in Europe on the British and European indie wrestling scene and then came to the United States in Florida Championship Wrestling and finally found her niche and is probably at least on Charlotte Flair's level, if not a notch above. She's definitely a notch better in the fans' eyes, personality-wise, and is more liked in general than Charlotte. Uh, that could be an explosive locker room if you ever got Tessa Blanchard and she, and Charlotte in the same locker room. <laughs> that could be atomic. Um, but that was one of the rumors that one of my friends put in our little uh, pool guessing game that we had that you know Tessa Blanchard would make her debut tonight, which she didn't. Would have been nice if she did, but uh, until her personal... Uh, attitude problems are a thing of the past. I don't think you'll see her in WWE. <clears throat> and you might not even see her in TNA, even though her dad is a, a big part of TNA right now. Or not TNA, AEW. Uh, 
Anyways. Very good show. I enjoyed it. Every match was a good match. You can't say that there was a bad match on the card. Uh, I didn't see any uh, obvious blown spots or botches. So, very good. Very good. Four out of five stars, maybe a five-star pay-per-view or, pardon me, premium live event. Anyways, this is Big John. Find me on Parlor at the real under or at the real Big John, all one word on Parlor, on Getter and Twitter. It's the at the real underscore Big John. Till next time, God bless you. Pray for each other and peace out. Happy Royal Rumble Day.